1997, a mysterious website appeared on the internet. Greeting visitors with nothing but a simple login page, it was soon discovered the website hid terabytes of data. This made people even more curious, and they did everything they could to try to get past the login page. But before anything concrete could be determined, the site was shut down. Today, we'll be discussing the strange case of Mortis.com. This is The Red Web. Welcome back. Another mystery, another week, another mystery, Alfredo. That's what I Here like to say. Here we go again. <laughs> Apparently terabytes of data stored and hidden away. Tucked nice and tight away. I'm Trevor Collins. I'm your local, your resident mystery enthusiast. And with me as always, Alfredo Diaz. What are you thinking hello, about hello. this one, man? Uh, I mean... It's another website. It's another mysterious website. I mean... You know, it could just be a ton of information that is completely useless and pointless. <laughs> he just dumps a bunch of blank documents on there. Thousands of pages of empty word documents. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just a wild goose chase, but uh, I'm going to guess it's not. I'll tell you that much. It's um, definitely an interesting one. And I know we've done some websites already before. But this one was too good to pass up. And just for those curious, the, this show will be extending into true crime and other things like that. I know the show is still in its early stages, but this one, uh, when Christian brought it up, he's our producer, researcher. This one just, it sounded too good to leave on the table. I couldn't, I couldn't wait for it. So why don't we just jump right in, huh? Yeah. So before we begin, I want to say much of what we can discover about Mortis today comes from first and second hand accounts of individuals who were online when Mortis was originally found. In many ways, it appears that Mortis was scrubbed from the Internet, leaving these last accounts as the only surviving collection of facts and stories surrounding this mystery. Many archive discussions on the subject have been deleted relatively recently with only a few archived posts left around the Internet in places like 4chan and Reddit. But with that said, here's a little bit about what we know about Mortis.com. So the name Mortis is Latin for death. The domain was registered on November 14th, 1997 to the state of Pennsylvania with an expiration date coming up actually on November 13th, 2020. Now, if you are familiar with buying domains or website names, essentially you use a service and eventually that name will expire. And so we, we know that this service was procured from somebody in Pennsylvania. And the last update to this website was as recent as August 15th, 2015. However, we know now that this website no longer exists, or at least it is no longer public. As I mentioned before, there is little to no information on this site. There's no Wikipedia page. And it's actually one of the very few websites excluded from the Wayback Machine. So you can't even put it into the archive.org Wayback Machine and look at old versions of that website like you can for most any other web pages online. And many of the discussions that used to exist around this subject are archived. However, many of those have been deleted over time. And who's to say that this podcast down the way doesn't get deleted as well? No, don't delete us. <laughs> don't get us. It's just one of those things where it's like, okay, first off, how did people, if they can't really log in, um, I mean, this is still just initial thoughts, if they can't really, you know, majority of people can't log in, how do they know that there's a ton of information stored on the site, and um, why would they be curious as to, you know, the site just having stored information? Yeah, so 
We'll kind of go into some of the technical details down the way here on how they stumbled into some of this information, but I don't, I'll, I'll try to keep it in layman's terms or at least my very, very dull understanding of the technical babble that goes on with the internet. So it was first discovered by 4chan who got very curious and then they're the people obviously who started the investigation. So initially upon stumbling onto this website, they were greeted with a black background and a blue button that simply said Mortis. Again, that's Latin for death. Upon clicking the button, it revealed a login page, which that is where people started to get curious. That is where people started to try to hack into this website, brute forcing admin names and passwords. And eventually uh, they found that no one was successful. It was very difficult to get into, which only drove more curiosity. And so this is where some of the technical, uh, technical details start to come into play. Now, I wanted to find something real quick, a Usenet, is an early non-centralized computer network for the discussion of particular subjects and topics and for sharing files. A worldwide distributed discussion system, as it were. So, now that we know a little bit about what Usenet is, Usenet files were found to be linked back to this website. Some of these were encrypted, some of them were very strange in name, but all of them were varying in size, and the largest one was 39 gigabytes. Ooh. So this is where people started to identify, okay, via the Usenet here, this non-centralized network, we're now seeing that there are files attached to this very simple, very mysterious website. So we know that there's a bunch of files maxing out at, what, 39 gigabytes or so? Well, upon researching this, we discovered a, a Reddit user named MRX01, and they seem to recall that there were hundreds of terabytes of information being stored there from their recollection when this was a hot topic back in the day on the internet. And upon finding this out, someone actually went to G, which is a discussion board on 4chan, to seek help in hacking their way in. So of course, in the early stages, people were just trying simple admin, password, password123, whatever, to, to get through the login. It's a combination of the most basic things, the things that you see as a joke in movies and right. whatnot nowadays. Right. I think, I think one of the things I'm also like thinking about in my head, it's just like, I mean, if everyone's trying to just brute force their way in, I'm assuming there's no like section of this website that says register or anything like that. So then the mystery there is how do you get registered for this site? How do you get login access? Mm -hmm. Who's given that out? Right. Without maybe knowing whoever the owner is. Yeah. So, of course, as soon as it hit the discussion board, gee, people tried for weeks. It blew up once again and people were using these brute force tactics to try to hack their way in. Supposedly, people are saying that some folks managed to get in only to be greeted by yet another login screen on the other side. So it seems like whoever's running this, whatever they might be hiding these terabytes of information is definitely something that they want to hide from anybody who has any sort of hacking ability or, or anybody who might stumble into the website. Yeah, and I'm assuming like the people that got in weren't like, hey, here's the past, like, you know what I mean? Here's the login information for everyone else to get in because I'm assuming they're using some kind of hacking tool, right? That's just like trying every single combination of everything. Mm -hmm. and they probably right. just let them in. Right, so that's so that's what kind of brute force hacking is. There's a, a to my understanding, there's a bunch of different ways of to go about hacking, but brute force is essentially ABC, ABCD, you know, just it essentially cycles through whatever possible combinations of words. It starts with popular passwords, popular words and phrases, and iterates through all of those very quickly. But going back to those Usenet connections, 
that people were finding. They were finding files that were posted on the Usenet in 2011, and some of these files were attributed to the author of Mortis at Mortis.com. And that is how they ended up backing into this idea that there is all of these mysterious files hidden on this website. And eventually, you know, once people started trying to hack their way in, Mm -hmm. someone, apparently the individual who, who might own this website, found out. But regardless of what happened after this, the website was shut down. Whether it was to hide what they had on the website, or they didn't like the attention, or it was someone's personal website, we don't really know at this point. But it was shut down, some claim it was the FBI, and others claim it was Thomas Ling, who was discovered to have been the owner of this website. But either way, why? Like, why shut it down mm, we got now a that name. people are trying to get in? So they figured out that this guy was the owner, huh? Yeah. Christian, do you remember how people how, how people found out it was Thomas Ling? Did they look at the domain name? Yeah, by doing a who is of the website, you can look at the person who registered it. Hmm. That's a great segue into uh, into the man himself. I think we should talk about this Thomas Ling. So as Christian said, they used the website to reverse out his name, and then you can use his name to then figure out more about this individual. So upon looking into this individual via who is, it was clear that yes, Mortis was the first registered website that he'd made. However, there were nine other or more, there was nine or more other websites besides Mortis registered under the name Thomas Ling. And essentially upon looking into all these different websites, it was narrowed down into a likely nine that made the most sense to be his. But essentially those nine websites include the following, and these are listed in order of registration date beginning with the earliest here in October of 1998 and spanning all the way up to 2014. So those nine websites include dentalfillins.com, exercio.com, cthulhu.net, karenling.com, eternalnight.com, lingsboro.com, joshualing.org, thomasling.com, and jeffreyling.org. Now I will say the thomasling.com website, I am changing it very slightly, and I will go into more detail about that and why, but essentially that website is still live to this day and has details on it, which is why for now I'm going to use the placeholder website. It shouldn't change the discussion or anything else. I just want to protect whoever this website might actually link to so people don't go off and bug this individual any further. But is this guy like domain parking? Is is that what's happening here? Is it like I mean it- it seems like it, but then you got things like Cthulhu and it's just like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's just shit that he's into. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm into video games. So I could see myself like if I was just like, oh, man, this Internet thing. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, people are parking names and sure, I'll, I'll park this. This will be a thing sometime soon. Right. And like when like just kind of like thinking back, like, can you imagine when the Internet was like first just booming? Like how crazy all the like i don't know deep dark websites must have been because i don't mm-hmm. I, I could only imagine there wasn't much policing or, or internet security uh departments or whatnot you know what i mean so it was the wild west yeah that's, anybody that's who I'm was thinking. getting online at this point probably knew a lot about computers and yeah. knew a lot about coding and websites and stuff and it was just free reign right now na- nowadays anybody can grab an ipad and just slip onto youtube or whatever and we take for granted what we know about the internet, but this is, you know, we're talking about the late 90s, which is really where it started to hit the mainstream. But this guy, by 
pulling down domain names, locking in websites, putting placeholders up on some of these websites. We'll talk some some more detail about some of these particular websites. It's very clear that he had a, a stronger understanding of of the internet and what was going on with it. Yeah, so far, I mean, nothing seems too crazy, you know? I mean, it's a site that stores a lot of information and it's, you know, yeah, it's a little weird that it's like password protected heavily and then double password protected, but... Mm -hmm. Nothing is like getting too like out of hand here right now. Nothing's too dark. Nothing's too mysterious. Yeah, it's just like it's this is a little weird, but I'm not I'm not freaked out right now. Not yet. At least I don't think. So these websites span from their generation from 1998 to 2014, and everything in between. There's no even spread here, but th those are the that's the range that he registered these domains and we know or at least we we assume that these are all attributed to ling himself rather than another thomas ling simply because all of these come from the registrar of pair networks incorporated which is in fact headquartered in pennsylvania which is why it makes sense that mortis is registered to a pennsylvania location mm -hmm. uh, but many of these websites have zero or at least an unknown purpose. We don't know what these are for, whether they're placeholders. You can see that three of them have a name, Jeff, Joshua, Karen, uh, are all active websites, perhaps his wife and two sons. But about half of these websites remain online. Mortis, Cthulhu, Karen Ling, and Lingsboro.com are all offline as of right now. So you can try to go there, you won't really find anything. And upon visiting the websites that are alive and uh, able to be visited, most of them have an index page with one file on it named robots.txt. If you're familiar with HTML coding, this is essentially a robots exclusion protocol, simply saying, I don't want to be search engined. I don't want to be crawled by, for example, Google. Like, I don't want to show up on search results yeah. or anything like that. Or Ask Jeeves back in the day. <laughs> Ask Jeeves, right. <laughs> <laughs> I man knew everything, man. And uh, it seems to indicate the user agent that it wants to obscure itself from is IA underscore archiver. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. But what's interesting is that every site that has this robots.txt file were all last modified on October 28th, 2011, which is the same year that the Usenet files were posted online. Essentially almost a response to the fact that these were found. And then this person went, okay, well, I don't want my websites to be crawled or found anymore. I'm going to add this robots.txt file in order to prevent that moving forward. Yeah, no, 100%. And to expand upon what I was saying with IA underscore archiver, it was once the user agent, which I'll define in a moment, for the website archive.org, which is the site that uses the Wayback Machine, which I mentioned earlier, but the Wayback Machine essentially allows you to view old versions of websites as if they were live. So you could go back to your MySpace page perchance and see your old posts that way. You could go to roosterteeth.com and see an old version of the website there. But a user agent, such as IA underscore archiver, is software that is acting on behalf of a user, such as a web browser, that retrieves, renders, and facilitates end user interaction with web content. Essentially, like, an email reader is a mail user agent. But now, IA underscore archiver now refers to Alexa web crawlers. Both sites were developed by the same person. God, this is all like stuff that I would never ever think of having to know or use or you know what I mean? Like we live our I mean, our lives Simple are on the lives. internet, our, our personalities are on the internet, 
and we're never thinking to like, oh no, I don't want my information not seen. We're so far on the other end of that spectrum mm-hmm. where it's just like you could search us and there's like a million things that pop up. Right. Um, Maybe I can, can we attach robots files to ourselves? Maybe tattoo it on our backs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But now's where things start to get really interesting. So I've offered you the information dump to kind of lay the groundwork of where we're going to go. So we're going to start okay. talking about these websites, what is on these websites, and then perhaps theories oh. around what people think Mortis is Here or what go. it serves to do. So I'll talk briefly about two websites and then I'll go into more detail about a handful that are really interesting. So eternalnight.com, night spelled with a K, like a, a medieval knight had a gif of a black knight chess piece glowing on a blue background. There were claims of a login page here as well once you click the chess piece. Once again, nobody was able to enter. JoshuaLing.org also supposedly had something very similar, only with a different chess piece. And just before recording this, I pulled this up on the Wayback Machine to discover the early images of this website offer a black knight chess piece on a black background, also glowing blue. And it doesn't seem to be a live image. I'm looking at it now, and it doesn't seem to be something that you can click. Now, it is an old image of the website, but you can interact with the old versions of these websites. It just won't take you to anywhere unless it is also archived, unless that click is a destination archived on Wayback. Okay, now we're getting into chess pieces, and I don't know chess, but <laughs> I mean, this, this is a... Now I can see where this rabbit hole... Start, start planning your moves! Deep. You know, <laughs> chess pieces here and there. I can see the internet going absolutely mad with that. It just, it just feels so much like someone's laying clues or that there's something mysterious going on, but who's to say? And actually, I want to say just real quick, some of these more visual elements. We have a Twitter page at RedWebPod. You can go follow us there. Anytime we're going to have something visual, we're going to be posting those at the same time that episodes go live. So if you want to head over there now, we're going to have some images that I might reference throughout the rest of this podcast, and you can kind of see what we're talking about. Be careful. The internet's a dark, <laughs> deep place. It's very true. That's, that's probably the, uh, the thesis of this podcast. Um, so moving on into the more intriguing websites. Now, they're all very fascinating, but many of them are still down. And mm -hmm. some of those are also excluded from Wayback Machine. So there's no real way to know any further on some of these. But what we do know uh, is this. I'll, I'll talk about Exercio.com now. It is currently still up. It shows an index page just like any other of the other websites. It's also redacted from the Wayback Machine. However, it's the only site to have a bigger directory. It has extra files and folders that you can actively click on and search through. And those are quilts.html, quilts underscore files, robots.txt, and then sale. So under quilts.html, you can click that and you can kind of look through there, but it links to what looks like a page for homemade quilts. Perhaps somebody who is selling quilts, considering one of these folders says sale on it. So maybe this is somebody's hobby, maybe this is Thomas or perhaps Karen themselves. Maybe they have a hobby of making quilts, but the links on that page end up going to a not found error. But what I found fascinating when I was looking at the website is a couple things. Josh and Jeff both have quilts made for their first birthday that are listed on that website. They have captions saying Josh's first birthday gift, Jeff's first birthday gift, and they have images of regular quilts. Nothing mysterious about it. Uh, and, and both of those two individuals have websites for them as well. So this is kind of rounding out the narrative that 
perhaps this is a family and Thomas is just parking domain names for each of his family members, which is, is smart. You know, we don't know how many people of the name Josh, Jeff, Karen, or Thomas Ling are out there. Why do you need a park domain names of them? I mean, sure, I guess just for the sake of parking it, right? But I don't know. It's just, I don't know, man. Is this do you the think he's in it weird. for the, he, He's in it for the long con? Perhaps he's like, in 15 years, these these URLs are going to be worth something. They're going to be worth millions. And yeah, better quilts. hold on to that one, boy. <laughs> this quilts <laughs> with my safety net. My safety quilts, my safety blanket. It's it's interesting. And what I, I didn't even notice this until I went back and re-looked at this website in particular. And at the top, there is an image of a woman, as well as a couple other images, very much like an old school website that you would have seen if you were on the internet back in the day. But mm -hmm. one of the images that you once would have been able to click on was a logo. It said DFI at the top. And this is something that I hadn't seen and I didn't really know what it meant. I figured it might have been just a brand or, or some sort of placeholder. But my thinking is that this stands for Dental Fill-Ins, which is, as you recall, one of the other websites that I mentioned. Right. And we'll go into some of those details here after we finish up with Exercio. If you go into Quilts Files from the Exercio.com homepage, it essentially shows uh, folders of all the assets that are displayed on the quilts.html page. So this is essentially the old school way of doing HTML coding and websites. This is just where they stored all of the files. And it was the way you did it back then. If you wanted to share images or files with other people, you would store them on your uh, directory page for your website and off send a link. Uh, nowadays we have social media and you can upload files to just about anything and send it that way. And then looking under sale, we found six images. Four of them are of a Honda car stereo system from the early 2000s and a set of car speakers at the same time. So essentially, uh, someone trying to sell their stereo equipment. There was also a Coleman Powermate orbital waxer and polisher and a TiVo, if you remember that. Bloop, bloop. Yep, <laughs> big at one point. Essentially, someone who's just putting it out there like, hey, I've got some things to buy. I've got a website. That's how you can find it. That's how I'm going to host my classifieds rather than putting an ad in the in the newspaper, you know, or Craigslist or anything like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, if this is like early day Internet, I mean, I guess. Right. It's like, hey, find me on the Internet. You know, that's mm -hmm. an easy way to just get pictures of it. Um, price, contact me, etc. But it just seems so archaic in terms of the way right. to do it. And, you know, just living in the now but i mean you know during those times that makes sense i guess yeah could Weird. you imagine if everybody had instead of a social media handle they all had their own websites oh it would be the worst <laughs> i mean it really would be how would you there's no way every podcast has its own website every like oh there'd have to be third party sites that kind of clumps everything together and mm -hmm. allows you to search so essentially you'd go to the site and then just search it or right. no, maybe just Google it. Just Google everything. But what's interesting, as you're saying, like, in the headspace of these being in the archaic times, all of these images and the folder itself were last modified on May 31st, 2009, which really isn't all that long ago. And by then, you know, social media was very prevalent. So it's, it's either that these were touched and modified in a way that they were accessed, and that's why it's saying they were last modified, or they were simply uploaded in the... Uh, and what, what would you call the double O's of 2000, the early 2000s, 
for somebody to buy, which by that point, you know, you have selling websites like eBay and all yeah. that and Craigslist and all those sort of things. So it's really interesting. It's just really interesting here. Uh, but moving on to dentalfillins.com, now that we know that that DFI logo was on Exercio, it is also available on the Wayback Machine. And it looks like it was a job filling business specifically for dentists and jobs around the dentistry business, right? Receptions, hygienists, things of that nature. Uh, and it was specifically built to help people find jobs in the San Francisco area if they were in the industry. Um, oh, my hometown. Your hometown. And hey, maybe if you were born a decade earlier, you could have used this. This could have been you. Yeah, it feels <laughs> creepy, though. <laughs> I just don't want to be associated with anything that's ever brought up on this podcast ever. Like, yeah, I went supplied on dentalfillins.com and then I went missing for 10 years. Was it Quiet Pills was the other place? Like, quiet just, Pills, yeah. I just don't want to be a part of it. None of it. I mean, so no. far, this just seems weird. Nothing it's very too, like, weird. overly, I don't know, bizarre. Yeah. Sometimes things are a little less dark, you know, they don't always have to be dark, but they do. There, There is some sort of mystery that enraptures people, if that's the right word. Well, you know, I got my guard just... up, okay? I don't know what you're going <laughs> to shove at me week after week. Oh, but this, what's interesting here is now where we start to see a, a couple more like cracks start to form. So the business itself began in 1998. However, the website itself claims that the business started in 1976. So this could be a new version of the business maybe taken uh, inherited from a previous family member so it's continuing mm -hmm. but as far as it's understood you know as far as people's understanding of this website and looking it up and looking into this business it, it essentially began in 1998 so unless there was a rebrand or some sort of formal incorporation that happened around it it seems like there's a disconnect here where the website is lying about the longevity of its business or maybe it's just like 30 year old family business we're now on the web like that type of thing we've <laughs> upgraded you can now find us on that internet thing now on the web <laughs> now at www <laughs> oh find a dentist.com slash what the hell is that thing all right well this website was shut down in 2012 and that leads us to thomasling.com and again i'll say that's not the full name of that website i don't feel it's appropriate to give the full name of the website as it is actually fully active to this day and it seems to outline an actual business for a dentist oh. in san francisco with the name thomas ling Whoa. which was actually registered here at the end of 2011 so it kind of correlates a little bit with dentalfillins.com closing down so he kind of just had the same name and then picked up the domain uh, this one seems to be labeled after his own name and then some other information as well, rather than dentalfillins.com, which essentially right. is named after filling in positions in dental offices around the city. But we're still in San Francisco, still talking about dentistry. You know, it's got a Google Maps pin. It's got an address. It's got a phone number. So again, I don't want to give the full website because yeah. I don't want anybody to go harass this man who's probably trying to forget the idea of whatever Mortis is. Or is he running from something? Who's to say? Or maybe oh. it's a front. I don't really know. I don't know much about... Yeah, uh, so you go there and you say Mortis and then they open up the <gasps> second door. You click on the map and a login page comes up and you... <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Google Maps and you click on it, the, the little piece, the dot, here I am. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. 
That'd be crazy. Something like that exists. It probably, probably does. But on this website, it states that Ling graduated with a dental degree in 1992, which is why I start to feel like maybe he is in fact inheriting, inheriting a family business or just wants to make it look like it is a family business and has been running a lot longer than it otherwise would have. Having graduated in 92 and this website coming online, actually much later in, in 2011, but with dental fill-ins pretty close behind his graduation degree, only six years following his graduation. Um, so now we, we've kind of substantiated a little bit more about what we know about Thomas Ling and a couple of his websites. And now there's another weird one again. I, I want to dive back into the strange with Cthulhu.net. Oh, here we go. Um, if, you, if you go to the Wayback Machine, it is available, unlike many of the others, like I said. But for most of its history, or most of its recent history, the website simply states, Dead But Dreaming. Just white text on a black background, nothing to click, nothing else to see. And what's really weird is that as you cycle back through the years, you can see the font change a little bit. You see the dot 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 at the end of the phrase come and go, and you see the placement of the word or the phrase move around the web page, which seems to indicate that it's a placeholder, but clearly someone is actively updating it or changing it or doing something. But like, what's the point? If you're I just don't know. moving the text around or maybe adding a couple of dots? Hey, maybe it's just because they want to mess with the internet. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> maybe, at maybe this, honestly, at this point, that nowadays, is a popular theory with most of these things. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if a handful of things are, you know, there's people out there right now. They're just like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess with the internet. I'm gonna do this really long running, like, 20 year joke, and then one day on my deathbed, I will just like unload all of it. Yeah, and then the mystery will be solved. I'm gonna own 25 URLs. They have nothing to do with each other. I'm going to build out a fake family, a fake business, throw Cthulhu in there. Why not? It gets strange, though. And I, so I kept cycling back to see, OK, maybe this guy is going through artistic trends. He's like the rule of thirds. I used to like it in the dead center, but now I like it just a little bit to the to the left. You know, like who knows why he's tweaking this website. But no idea. if it's you keep tech. going back. There is finally some something else to digest, something else to look at, and it seems like maybe the original purpose of Cthulhu.net, and it has an image of Cthulhu with the message that says, Cthulhu.net will awaken soon. Send us your email, and we'll keep you posted. Cthulhu oh. at Cthulhu.net. Okay. Ominous. You want to join the cult? You want to email? Um, 100% no. I mean, um, I can CC you. I can go ahead and get this started. You best not. I got, I'm <laughs> preparing the fees. I don't know what kind of <laughs> application fees we got, but I can cycle it you up. You know, I got this going. best not CC me. <laughs> Honestly, probably the worst thing that'll happen is just like, hey, we need your credit card information and your social security, Easy. please. I, I've already got Alfredo's credit card. It's, got, it's ready. It's ready. You know what? Anytime I email you now, I'm going to BCC this email. <laughs> just Dude, so it's like oh secretly God. there. <laughs> Dude, that's terrifying. It's funny until it's real. It's funny until they they respond. <laughs> yeah, until they show up at my door, like hooded, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? They're just speaking like speaking backwards in like, some sort oh, of. Oh, you also, you know, accept the King Cthulhu. We have come, come to you. gather you to our ceremony. Gather you. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. That wasn't. See, the thing is, that was a joke. You're looking for my friend Trevor, and he's. He, let me uh, let me show you the way to his place. Trevor's never existed. Oh my god. So this website no longer exists either. Uh, nothing else was on the site. Um, and in fact, what's really strange, and, and this kind of continues on the narrative, and I want to reiterate this, so much about what we know about Mortis and everything surrounding it has seemingly been intentionally scrubbed from the internet. And so a lot of times what we're left with are first or secondhand accounts of people remembering things or claiming things and so it's so hard to prove and try to digest what's going on here and I think that's only continued to expand the mystery and keep people hungry for figuring out what's going on but yeah it gets muddy at that point it's very muddy and one of the interesting things here is that others actually claim to find yet another chess piece a white chess piece that seemed to be somewhere on the website. We we couldn't find more beyond that. What chess piece, where it was. If you clicked it, did it show a login page? It could be a mistaken memory. We, we just have no way of knowing. But it is very interesting. But that's all we really know. This, this particular mystery uh, will be mostly found in the theories rather than most of the discussion will be in the theories rather than digesting the facts because again so much of it is hard to find now in pinpoint and it seems to be this weird game of telephone that you hope is maintaining its sanctity right maintaining mm -hmm. its honesty throughout but of course things are going to going to be misconstrued of course you know like there's the website that has the chess piece but then two other websites now are claiming to have chess pieces, people are claiming to have gotten past the login screen on Mortis. There's a lot of claims floating around. Yeah, where's the proof though? Right, and, and, and that's the tough part, is that any proof that might have existed is likely to be deleted, or likely to be gone off the internet by this point. Um, so we still have many questions such as, why did Thomas Ling register so many websites, and what were the purposes of all these other websites? why the chess pieces or perhaps singular chess piece we don't know and really like let's get let's rehone let's reorient ourselves real quick because the main mystery being mortis what the hell was being stored that constituted hundreds of terabytes on a website called death yeah that's weird man i mean then again like if this is like everything that's out on the table as of right now maybe it's just someone just that's just weird you know it could just be weird. It could just be you know? some weird person and they just stored a, a bunch of like random stuff. I, I, you know, I'm not trying to sound like mean or anything, like, but not <laughs> everyone is stable. Hey, that's <laughs> my death website. You watch like, your tone, mister. <laughs> you stop that. I love this site and Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> I love chess. If there's two things you know about me, it's I love chess and I love my Cthulhu. And hey, quilts. Oh it's, yeah, uh, <laughs> like what? Like this is just all so random to me. But hey, maybe like I'm falling into the trap, right? Where they're maybe. just like, here's a bunch of random things. One of this <laughs> is actually like you know a real hidden like uh, treasure uh -huh. uh, site back door to some dark, dark, deep stuff. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm falling for it. 
I'm just like, nah, this is just random weird stuff put together. I'm out, you know? It's it's, it's hard to really find a through thread. Because I'm imagining now, you know, let's put this in modern terms. I'm swiping through Tinder. I'm a single girl look on the prowl, you know, looking for a nice man. Mm-hmm. I see Thomas mm-hmm. Ling. Okay. Okay, what's all this about? I'm a dentist from San Francisco. Fantastic. What a great got career. A career. Okay. I like quilts. I make quilts. Maybe maybe I know somebody that makes quilts. I sell quilts. It's great. Oh, fantastic. I like Cthulhu. Okay. Well, okay. All right, interesting. I, I'm okay. with it. I'm with it. Maybe he plays D&D or something. I don't I, know. Maybe I play D&D. And hey, I like chess. And I like putting chess pieces on my nine websites. <laughs> like Weird. It's, it's, it definitely seems like somebody, right? It definitely seems like it all lines up under somebody. But it's really hard if you try to find a through thread. Because we all have interests that don't make any sense when you put them next to each other um but anyway without further ado let's dive into some of these theories i'm going to start with some of the simpler ones just to kind of talk about them a little bit but yeah there's definitely one that we we're going to end with that i feel like is is a very interesting kind of like yeah right on point um yeah here's the thing real quick like so it, it was it was a bunch of terabytes of information right and and so it's recalled to be hundreds of terabytes. Hundreds but regardless, of terabytes. We can see many claims say terabytes. During what year again? Christian, when was this really found on 4chan? This was a, probably around 2011 or 12. I believe that the initial investigations, etc., uh, happened in the early 2000s. But I'm not. All that stuff has been deleted. The most recent investigations, yeah, there were some in 2011, and then some, I believe, like two or three years ago. I mean, apparently it sounds like there's claims of what, like hundreds of terabytes. Some, someone in in particular, this Reddit user I mentioned earlier is specifically claiming hundreds of terabytes. uh, If they're recalling correctly, I think is what they said. Um, But, but regardless, someone, uh, people in general are saying terabytes. So it's definitely a lot of information, especially for the early 2000s. Exactly. I mean, that's during that time it was just like man like yeah that's a lot of time and effort too as well like the internet wasn't fast back then oh my god yeah i mean i could barely download an image yeah to get through terabytes i mean that's probably you're probably working with like videos right and you must be right 240 480p and at that point that's not easy to download or or Mm -hmm. store during those times that's that could actually be quite expensive right i would assume like host all that yeah to host that is pricey so yeah, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, unless they like offloaded the hosting to some other server, but just real quick, going back to the robots.txt files, those were implemented in October of 2011, kind of in response to all of this popularity and hacking and trying to look into it. So I think that mm-hmm. that kind of bookends our kind of main search period. So yeah, those early 2000s, maybe closer to 08, 09 kind of realm. Uh, but certainly all the way up through 2011, people were really looking into all this. So let's dive into some theories uh, and we'll start with some of the the less substantial ones and we'll culminate with one that I feel like really tries to wrap this all together in a, in a nice way. Um, and the first two theories are pretty loose and simple. Perhaps this was a WoW guild page, uh, a home for guild members to come, log in, communicate with each other or share plans and scheduling around the game. Other people are loosely claiming that this might just be dark web related. It's a very loose claim, nothing in particular. But one of the things that one of the theories that I want to talk about 
that I found, it's a little mundane, but I was really surprised with the timing of it. I actually stumbled into this when I was trying to find the Mortis Wikipedia page on the Wayback Machine. I used the disambiguation link, which if you go to wikipedia.com slash Mortis or whatever it is, it will send you to a disambiguation page saying, hey, there's like six instances of Mortis. Which are you looking for? So I took that link, put it into the Wayback Machine, and I tried to go back as far as I could, seeing maybe there's something here. And I stumbled into the original Mortis page, or at least what seems to have been the original Mortis page. And it's around a robot from Robot Wars, if you recall that show. Yeah, I do. It's a show that originated in UK and eventually made its way under a different name to the Americas. But what I found very interesting was the timing. The first season of that show was filmed in November of 1997 and featured a robot named Mortis. It was actually one of the few robots I still remember. And I'll and once again, if you head to at RedWebPod on Twitter, we'll chuck that image up there for you to take a look at it. But that's one of the few robots I remember and actually went several seasons. And if you recall, Mortis.com also went online for the first time, November 14th, 1997. So the timing could just be very coincidental. It could be something that Mortis was just a very edgy name at the time and uh, popular with people our age in the 90s. And so maybe it's just very much a coincidence, but I thought maybe there's some connective tissue here. Uh, I haven't looked much further into it, but maybe the person who owns the website, this Thomas Ling, was involved in the show or a fan of the show in some way. But yeah, I, I thought that was very interesting. But other than coincidence, who's to say if there's anything more to that? Uh, now we start getting into the trippy ones and where we really start to pull the curtain back on these very intriguing websites. Yeah, So I mean, going back to like, you know, it's all that, like if it was a WoW guild, uh, I'd be surprised that there wasn't at least one person that tried to own up to it. Right. You know? Unless it was like a guild uh, just for the Ling family, which weird. even still, if you look at Jeff and Josh's <laughs> call each other. domain names, those were registered way later. Hold on. JeffreyLing.org registered in October of 2014. JoshuaLing.org registered in March 2010. So I imagine that their kids were born essentially around those times. So yeah, I don't know. Unless he's got a guild of one <laughs> or a very silent guild, I, I don't really know if there's much beyond that. It's just one of those claims that are kind of floating out there without much substantiating facts. Yeah. But this next one is really interesting. And apparently, per the user on Reddit, someone came forward claiming to own the site, AKA Thomas Ling, and that individual claimed that the site was simply used to host wedding photos, and that was it. Uh, for proof, this individual supposedly went to Mortis.com and changed the front page temporarily to include a message that, quote, explained himself before then quickly changing it back to prove, hey, this is my website, these are my claims, and no need to look any further. Hey, they're just wedding photos, they're just personal photos. But my question is, why? Uh, why? How is there terabytes of data in wedding photos? I mean, photos and videos, I guess, right? Unless, it's, unless somebody filmed perhaps the whole wedding in raw, like yeah. uncompressed format for posterity, which is potentially, I, I feel like that would be unheard of at that time. 
it could be it could be the honest truth and it yeah. or it could be where they're saying hey this is personal to me you might have stumbled into it but this is you know my personal information so why don't you just go ahead and scoot along and not look any closer because nobody wants to bother themselves with a random guy's wedding photos right i mean if 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 he came forward and changed the site i mean isn't that cut and dry right i mean this is all supposed right this is this is now where we start to go okay this is as much as we hope we know this is yeah. as much as people are saying like i was there when this was happening this is what i recall and remember a lot of these searches happened over 10 years ago so a lot of these individuals uh. on reddit could be hearing about this could have misinformation from recalling things improperly Right. Or it could be trolls that just want to add to a story by dropping true. information. So that's really where the crux of this mystery comes from, is that, yes, it was an intriguing website. Yes, there's a pattern of intriguing websites. But on top of that, it's it's the, the waters are really muddied by uh, stories now rather than demonstrable fact and screenshots, which is why I tried so much to, to look onto the Wayback Machine with Christian and find information, find visual pieces that we could look at and try mm -hmm. to be as fact oriented as possible. But I feel like I would be, we would be remiss if we didn't also address some of the stories and claims that people are making because for better or worse, I feel like they do build out the story here and could lead us to a potential solution right. down the way. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It's the internet, right? People making stuff up or... Mm -hmm. People are awfully good at Photoshop nowadays. Thankfully, there are people that, like, as good as people are at Photoshop, there's people who are also really good at pointing out that it's Photoshop. <laughs> That's true. There's, like, software that can identify that sort of thing. I can't wait until we're in, like, year 10 of this podcast and and most of the mysteries are revolved around deep fake videos and Photoshop and digesting, all right, what really happened here, there, or the other place because I oh, feel like God. that's where the next generation of mysteries on the internet is going to be falsified information and yep. really nefarious stuff. I feel like that's the Blurry, real spooky stuff. Grainy security, mm -hmm. like deep fake footage. Like, oof. You can deep fake a face, a, a voice now. It's, it's getting pretty nuts. Oh, that's not good. That's not good at all. Now, before diving into the last theory, there's one other piece that I found to be intriguing and to be mm -hmm. taken with a grain of salt. Um, but it indicates that there might be something more menacing around the website. So once again, supposedly around the time that people were looking into this website, people had found connections between the website and various warehouses and vacant lots. But on top of that, the website was also somehow associated with individuals, whether they were owners, admins, what have you, somehow associated with the website that were all discovered in the end to be deceased, which Oh, that's that. That is the end of that theory and that the end of that potentiality. It seems very intriguing. I, I seems grim. I wish there was more behind it if it was it, because it is such a dark turn. But I, I don't really subscribe to this particular theory simply because it does rely so heavily on loose claim. Yeah. No screenshots. In fact, to the point where I don't know these individual, these deceased individuals, how they were supposedly involved or associated with the website. But again, for the sake of being thorough and fully covering everybody's claims, this is one of the uh, the more dark takes that is that is coming up. out. Yeah. yeah, when you when you search for this stuff. 
Um, but that leads us to the ultimate theory here that I yes. feel like really tries to wrap this whole thing together as much as possible. And it claims that Mortis.com is a where's top site. Now, I know that that might not mean anything to you, but a where's website is essentially a website developed to share copyrighted materials, whether it be music, TV shows, movies, anything like that. And it shares it via an underground network of servers. Now, I'm very much distilling this into layman's terms. I'm probably not even distilling it properly, but that's essentially the purpose of a Where's Top Site. If you're curious, I would encourage you to check out the, the Wikipedia page or look into Where's Top Site. It is uh, Top Sites. It's spelled W-A-R-E-Z. So kind of like a, like a LimeWire? Almost, yeah, almost like LimeWire. So instead huh. of there being a downloadable software that connects to a shared service, it would be a website that then dives deep into uh, a server or an underground network of servers that is accessed through this point, through whether it is mortis.com or another website. And, uh, and what kind of builds upon that is that when people were looking at the code of the website, they actually found an embedded media player, um, which seems to indicate, okay, maybe there's some movies in here, some TV shows. And as you mentioned earlier, to get file sizes that big, you know, upwards of 39 gigs in the late 90s or the early 2000s, it would almost necessarily have to be a video file because images yeah. and music certainly aren't that large. Oh, I mean, maybe I've watched too many movies, but what if it was just like, I don't know, this is, this is dark, but like rich people or just like people who are tech savvy doing really bad things and videotaping just, it and sharing mm -hmm. it to other people. Oh, no, you know. A network of, of individuals that are up to no good, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So this next part has a couple of technical terms that I had to learn myself while researching this. So I'm gonna do my best to really squish it down into essentially what you guys need to know. So then after finding the embedded media player, people started to look closer at the website and they actually identified other files by searching the Mortis email on a Usenet search engine called BinSearch. And remember, I mentioned earlier that Usenet is essentially a non-centralized computer network uh, for people to share discussion or communicate to each other. And by combining the Mortis at Mortis.com email that was discovered on this search engine, it actually allowed people to see what was being downloaded or uploaded by the Mortis email account. And from that, it was mostly discovered that the Mortis at Mortis.com email was downloading movies and files with random names from a group called alt.binaries.hdtv.x264. Now, let's just break it down real easily. H.264 is a video codec uh, that you might otherwise know as MP4. And then in the name, it also says HDTV. And so now we're able to see, combining this information with what we knew before, this is where we're finding all those files. We're seeing all these large files, and a lot of them have random names, but I actually searched this alt binaries HDTV name online, and I found a, a separate Reddit thread from seven years ago that listed this name exactly and was asking, how can I unhash, or how can I look at the actual name for this file? And when a name is hashed, it's more or less encrypted. It turns it into a series of letters and numbers, and it looks like just a bunch of babble. But upon downloading these files, 
I'm sure that the name would be properly decrypted and revealed to you. So. Oh no, that's that's a virus. That's what that is. It could be a virus. That's a virus waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. But essentially, it was seen in the files that among all the ones that were randomly named with these hash names, one file was downloaded and discovered that was named drivecrazy3dbd25.par2, essentially part two. Part, yeah. And if that name strikes any, like combining the idea of movie files with Drive Crazy, that kind of sparked the memory of the movie Drive Angry, which was a 3D film that was released on DVD in May of 2011. I mean, or... Maybe it's the 1999 romantic comedy Drive Me Crazy Ooh. With, with Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier. You know what I mean? That was a banger back in the day. If we're talking about Melissa J.H., <laughs> I'm going to hop on here and start downloading. Um, but all this is to say, you know, removing ourselves from some of the technicalities uh, or the techno babble surrounding this and pulling way back. It sounds like it's just a private group of pirates creating their own website. Uh, essentially like a server that they can share free content on. Uh, maybe it's a bunch of people just ripping DVDs, uploading it to this large, large database called Mortis.com. And maybe he's sharing it with family members. Maybe he's sharing it with friends and family abroad. But it could also be why the website was shut down. And earlier I had mentioned that people thought that the feds were involved. And, that, and this is why people think that, because clearly if there's some sort of early version of piracy going on before LimeWire, before any of these other torrenting websites were online, it would behoove this person to shut it down before the FBI does get involved. Because as you know, every movie that starts, starts with the FBI warning of don't yep. torrent hey. this or don't share this or don't illegally spread this. I remember like popping in the DVD and it have that like video of just like, you know, you pirate movies, you go to jail. <laughs> I, <laughs> remember, <laughs> I remember as a kid, I, I opened that up, pop in a VCR, click play on Titanic, the two, two VHS box set. And I say, mom, like, what is this warning here? And do I need to be concerned? Am I going to jail by watching this? Like, do they know I'm 10 <laughs> watching a rated R film? Like what's happening here? <laughs> they got they caught me they know they caught me mortis.com uh <laughs> yeah and and so i feel like this really starts to wrap at least everything that we know together there's so many loose ends what are these other websites you know up to but i think that this cleanly ties together what mortis.com is about and to me this does seem to feel like a solution but we don't really know because at the end of the day, all the facts are dissolved and deleted. And and if it was a torrenting website, if it still is a torrenting website, if, you know, I don't know what the statute of limitations are for sharing content mm -hmm. illegally, but, you know, if he's trying to scrub his past of illegally downloading and sharing content and he just wants to live his life as a San Francisco dentist, yeah, yeah <laughs> the guy might want to go out and start... Former hacker man. Yeah. <laughs> Living another life. Ah, I gotta throw that away. Start scrubbing everything off the internet. And I see. I think it seems to fit, you know, the profile of the website. And uh, But I don't really know how people stumbled into it in the first place. It's It's so strange to me how that happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say that it was, you know, plan A, torrenting site. They just didn't want to use like LimeWire or something like that, right? Because they just didn't want to be 
you know, caught, right? Maybe back then they're like, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe, you know, all these people that are downloading things illegally will eventually get caught mm-hmm. and, um, you know, find, et cetera. So they created their own kind of like private uh, website to download things. Option B here in my mind is like, hey, sure. Okay. Uh, someone liked to film really high quality videos of weddings. <laughs> Either way, both of these things will allow me to sleep well tonight. That's all yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. Nothing too nefarious on this one. I got to give you a break every now and then. But I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the heck is up with everything else. Like nothing else makes, just like you said, loose ends left and right. Mm-hmm. All the different sites. The, the Cthulhu one, like, is it just for, is it just for the lols? I don't know, and, man. It's one like, of like the oldest memes. Was it the quilts too? Like... Listen, those quilts look soft. They look nice. Might try to buy one. Might try to get in there. That website's still up. I don't know. I could, I could vouch for one. I would not <laughs> want to go anywhere near that site. I'm telling you right now. Let me look. Piece of advice: scrub that computer. Scrub it clean. <laughs> yeah. Wipe it with a magnet. The, throw it away. <laughs> at the end of a handful of episodes, just scrub it and then uh, move on. All right. Every, every five episodes, I have to get a new PC. Something's going to just catch up to you and all of a sudden, just like, okay, I don't know these emails are coming from, these weird phone calls. Yeah. Christian and I are going to end up on some sort of list. There's uh, there's mysteries that we have coming down the line that we have made phone calls and sent out emails for for the sake of investigative journalism uh, to see if we you can, uh, you know, get some, you know, see if we get some responses out, you know? Like, actually called yeah well yeah <laughs> yeah crazy dude. I, I, what's in the attic i don't know you go in there i'm not going this, in there this and here I'm i come go- stomping away <laughs> you're like i'll yeah, see I'll check it out <laughs> yeah i'll check yeah, it out anyone got a lighter as the only light source oh god all right yeah. you brave souls well closing out you know it it does seem like this is the most likely theory it makes the most sense it seems to tie together as much as we can possibly know about this website and it kind of just makes sense you know yeah. uh, but ultimately we don't have a lot of evidence as to what happened with mortis what it was used for you know why it shut down anything like that and so it continues to have this very strong air of mystery and it's one of those ones that is kind of satisfying because at the end of the day, if you want, you can lean on the most, on the strongest theory and call it a day. But there are people still actively looking into this. And so it's still absolutely open to anybody listening now being able to jump in on the conversation and just learn about it and just try to see if you can piece together other information. But yeah. uh, it's it's really fascinating. Be safe, please. You never know. <laughs> be safe, be safe. <laughs> Honestly, if you guys stumble upon any mysteries that you want us to check out and you like this podcast there's a couple things you could do you could follow us on twitter at red pod again we'll have photos there for each episode but you can suggest episodes if you stumble into a website like mortis.com and you want us to either talk about it look into it research it um you can you can do that otherwise if you really like the podcast you want to let us know you want to support the show you can give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts and we would really appreciate it but otherwise We will see you guys next Monday with another fascinating unsolved mystery from the web. 